You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are here in Louisville, not just in Louisville, but this is a whole episode on dining in Louisville and some Louisville, Kentucky favorites that you have to have when you come here. Not just dining, but also bourbon, because this is the heart of bourbon country. You're probably also wondering, hey, if I go to Louisville, what about the Kentucky Derby? What about the Louisville Slugger? All these other great things. We've got a whole separate episode on activities in Louisville, including the Louisville Slugger Museum and Factory Tour and the Kentucky Derby Museum in Churchill Downs. So make sure you check out that. But today we're going to talk about some of the wonderful cooking and great bourbon that you can find here in Louisville. Some of the things that we'll be doing on today's show is going to the Brown Hotel where they invented and still serve today the hot brown. If you don't know what a hot brown is, you definitely want to stay tuned and add it on your bucket list of things to do while you come to Kentucky. We're also going to find out how you make a great mint julep, which is the drink associated with the Kentucky Derby here. And we are in the heart of the Bourbon Trail. We're going to be visiting the Evan Williams Experience. All that and a lot more on today's show. And of course, as usual, you can check out links to all the places that we've been on our hot sheet for today's show. You can check that out at TravelBrigade.com and you can also check us out on Twitter and Instagram. We will be right back. What's hot? What's not? What's trending? Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here in Louisville, and I'm here with Jeff Griffin, and we are here having a really tough time suffering through dining around town, drinking some bourbon, trying some local delicacies. It's been a tough show to record, you know. We've got a lot of cool things coming up we're going to tell you about. But first, we're going to do hot topics in travel. And today, I wanted to point out a website called specialglobe.com. In the past, we've talked about we travel with a person with special needs in our family. There are different challenges in trying to do that. This website, specialglobe.com, is fairly new, and they've got a lot of different things on tips, first of all, which we could all use more of when we're traveling with family members with special needs. And they've also got some deals that they've hooked up with and information on different destinations. And it's a great resource if you're at all traveling with a person with special needs like we often do. Is that a booking site? or? Yeah, they've got links to different organizations and places that specialize in special needs travel. They also have some uh, hotel promotional offers that they do there as well. Great. Very good information. Well, I want to jump straight to the eating and drinking. Sorry. We're going to move on from hot topics and do that. On today's show, we have some really great interviews. If this show could be one bit better, you would actually be able to smell and taste the show as well today. Unfortunately, you can't do that. So we're going to do that for you. We're going to, again, suffer our way through doing that today. It's been so great. We uh, first stopped at the Brown Hotel. It was an amazing, beautiful historic hotel in downtown Louisville. It's absolutely beautiful. And getting there at the Brown and learning about the history of the hot brown and then getting to actually try the original hot brown was absolutely amazing. It was 
super great. Coming up, we've got an interview with Chef Josh Bettis at the Brown Hotel. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. And of course, as usual, we put links for what we've been doing on today's hot sheet so you can find out information about the Hot Brown and the Brown Hotel. You can check that out at travelbrigade.com. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We are here in Louisville. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. And we are in the beautiful Brown Hotel. The ambiance is absolutely beautiful. We're here in Louisville. And I've gotten past saying Louisville. I'm starting finally to roll the Louisville flavor right out. But we are here and uh, this whole show is talking about the unique things here in Louisville, the food and bourbon particularly that's here. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that during this segment. We're here at the Brown Hotel right now and I could come here just to hang out, just to enjoy the ambiance just hang out in the lobby or come here to the cafe and hang out. It's such a beautiful place. We're lucky enough to talk with Chef Josh Bettis here. And Josh, tell us about some of the places here in Louisville that people might want to check out when they come. Um, well, you know, it's um, the thing that's great about Louisville, there's a lot to offer. There's always something going on. You have uh, Thunder Over Louisville. You have the Churchill Downs. Of course, you have the beautiful historic Brown Hotel that we're sitting in now. I'm fortunate enough to be the executive chef of. Um, but the food scene here in Louisville, excuse me, over the years has got gotten bigger and bigger, and agriculture is, is getting more and more refined. We have the beautiful livestock. Louisville uh, boasts it's the largest livestock auction in the world once a year. So the livestock and the agriculture is a big draw for big-name chefs. I get a lot of questions of, you know, a chef, what do you feel about the seafood and, and being in a landlocked uh, state because I've been to the East Coast and West Coast. And I feel to realize that we have a major hub in UPS right here at the Louisville Airport. So I can get my fish uh, very, very fresh. I can get it overnighted. So um, that seafood is not a, an issue as well. But most of all, it's really about the agriculture and, and the way that, that everything has grown over the past few years. I speak with a lot of locals myself. I've been here for just about just about two years, and uh, so I'm kind of a newbie here to Louisville, and I just kind of figured out how to roll that in as well. You know, I, I speak with a lot of the locals, and, and their excitement all grows about, you know, when they, they grow up in Louisville, and then they, they seem to leave for a little while, but what says a lot about the city is that there's a lot more drawing them back. A lot of people from Louisville that are here now, and they're, uh, you know, and raising families, come back to the city because there's so much to offer in the, in, by way of, uh, you know, beautiful zoos, Churchill Downs, the, the beautiful landscape. Mayor Fisher is a really pushing the the bourbon in the scene. Mayor Fisher wants this to be uh, known as bourbon is to Louisville as wine is to Napa Valley. And, uh, you know, a lot of restaurateurs are very excited about that. And a lot of people are coming here, like I said, because of the agriculture and the the livestock. And and that was a big draw for me. That was one of my uh, decision-making processes to move here, was simply to to take advantage of the agriculture. I use a a farm called Groganica. They're doing very, very uh, futuristic things, to be honest with you. It's more than hydroponic. It's, It's called aquaponic and it's completely fertilized by koi fish so it's uh they're really starting to, to go forward and move forward and, and we're starting to get a lot of uh, a lot of looks this way from new york chicago la san francisco a lot of the bigger named cities that you would consider food cities are really starting to look our way and kind of see what's going on in louisville so it was very exciting for me to, in that aspect 
Well, and of course, if you don't know, one of the reasons we are here at the Brown Nottamale is it's just a beautiful place to come in and enjoy, whether you're staying or whether you're having uh, lunch or dinner. But they have a famous uh, entree here that was created here at the hotel called the Hot Brown. And can you explain that that is actually a local dish that you'll find here in uh, Kentucky, particularly here in Louisville. Tell us a little bit about what that is and how it was created. Okay, well, the Hot Brown was originated in this hotel from where we sit. It was originated back. The hotel opened in 1923. It was at uh, the cost of $4 million, and it was constructed in 10 months, very quick, and uh, $4 million back then in 1923, quite a bit of money. But the in 1926, they had a chef called Fred Schmidt, and we used to have very large galas and dances every weekend. We would get people from Fort Knox coming up. We would get people from all over. It was the heyday in 1926, and, and people would be dancing all night. The executive chef, Fred Schmidt, said, you know, what can I feed these folks? Or we were getting up to 12, almost 2,000 people for all these dances. And I keep throwing out the same ham and eggs to the folks. I need to feed them. They're out there dancing their lives away. They're drinking booze or whooping it up. So he went back in his kitchen, and I think it's a big tribute is to see where the mind of Fred Schmidt was, I mean, back, even back in 1926. So he went back in his kitchen and said, hmm, well, you know, what do I have? I've got, I always have turkey. Yeah, I've got some flour and butter. I can make a roux. Got some nice fresh cream and some milk. I got some pecorino romano cheese. Yeah, I can make a more sauce. Hmm. I've got some beautiful brioche we just pulled out of the oven. I've got some lovely tomatoes sitting on the shelf over there. I have some, some beautiful bacon. we got to have the smokiness of the bacon. And uh, he decided to get it all together and, and, and bake it in one crock. It was an open-faced hot brown sandwich. He baked it up and garnished it with some little more uh, Parmesan cheese and some little bit of paprika for a little added smokiness to the bacon. And uh, when I say that it shows what, what kind of a thought process was going through his mind was if you deconstruct it, which you're going to try one soon, the crunchiness of the, the toast points from the brioche, you have the earthiness of the turkey, you have the velvetiness of the of the Mornay with the cheese and the fat, and you have the acid of those fresh tomatoes we talked about on the shelves. It cuts through that fat, and then you add a smokiness to it with the fresh bacon. It's just a wonderful uh, a wonderful dish, and it's very hearty. And, and you know what? I think once you see the size of it, you'll see how these folks had the energy to dance all night. It sounds absolutely delicious. When you've got a landmark dish like that, and it's been around for nearly 100 years. How much pressure is there to come in and, and try to keep serving that dish? What kind of comments do you get from people? I'm sure people like their hot brown a certain way. Well, funny enough, when I first got here, I did a lot of media, you know, uh, introducing me into the city, and um, and that was inevitably I knew that question was going to come up at the end of every single interview. Chef, we, we got to ask you this, sir. Are you going to change the hot brown in any way? If I did that, I don't believe the building would still be standing. I, I, I think they would have burned it down, you know, within a month of me being here. So, um, no, the, the original recipe is what we use. We will never change it. If you were to come back, uh, if you were here in 1926 and you came for one today, somehow um, it would be the same as what Mr. Uh, Fred Schmidt was putting in front of you. Is there a little bit of pressure to put something in such an iconic? Yeah, it is. It, it's, there's pressure. It's, it, you're eating a piece of history. And, and, you know, people put this on their bucket list to come and, and when, you know, to, to see Churchill Downs, to see the historic Brown Hotel, and to, to try and sample one of our famous hot browns. And I tell people that's the perfect trifecta when you come to Louisville, especially around Derby time. But, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's an added pressure to it because it has to be the same. It's not just people that come in from around the country and around the world, honestly, that, that try and sample it. There's a lot of people that come here that have grown up in Louisville and have been in Louisville for generation after generation. We have a group of, of ladies that come in probably once a quarter that come in and they all have to sit in the same spot every day and every quarter, every time, every visit, I should 
should say, and they enjoy the hop rounds. And their little old ladies would say they're they're in their 80s, and uh, they powerhouse through it. And if it wasn't the same, I don't I don't think they would be able to get all the way through it. But yeah, there's an, an added uh, pressure. I mean, it, it's it, making a hop round here in the historic Brown Hotel, and the the originator of it is is not like making a hop round at a restaurant down the street, certainly. So speaking of Derby, one other thing, you know, when you finish your hot brown, you have to finish it up with something that's also from Louisville, something, a tradition, which is called Derby Pie. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Certainly. Derby Pie was originated here by the Rudd family. Um, it still is owned and operated by them, and it's called Kern's Kitchen, K-E-R-N-S, and uh, the, you'll sample that as well. It's, it's it's somewhat of a pecan pie, a chocolate pecan pie. It's a little more dense. If you're going to make it at home or you're going to try to sell it on the street with your little uh, daughter or somebody in, in the in the driveway with the lemonade stand, it, it better have the Kern stamp on it because it is trademarked. Well, the best things are. So. <laughs> so thank you so much for spending time with us. Of course, we will have information on the Brown Hotel, links to where you can come here, make your reservation, and come and enjoy your own hot brown yourself. You can check that out at our website, TravelBrigade.com. We will have much more on today's show when we get back. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Travel Brigade, tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We're here in Louisville, Kentucky, enjoying some of the wonderful things that Louisville, Kentucky has to serve, particularly the hot brown sandwich that originated at the Brown Hotel, as well as something special here in Louisville called Derby Pie. And one of the other things that we're going to talk about is mint juleps and how they are tied into the Derby. You know, another place we went here was called Wagner's Pharmacy. It's been around for nearly 100 years. When we went to tour the Kentucky Derby Museum. The guide pointed it out as we were driving around Churchill Downs. It's just across the street from Churchill Downs, so it's a place where a lot of the people involved in the horse industry go to hang out and get breakfast. And biscuits and gravy were wonderful, some of the best biscuits I've ever had. And it's one of those places that's just been there forever, serves a basic menu, and people just keep coming back because they do it so well. What I found was really interesting is it's definitely uh, a part of the history there at Churchill Downs. Not so much the fancy front side of it, but definitely the back side of it. There, It's actually a traditional pharmacy that is also a cafe, and they do have a, a pharmacy there. You'll see a ton of people from the tracks that work in the back of the tracks there eating, and you'll see trainers there and all sorts of memorabilia there, and it's just a really, really fun place to go. Coming up, we're going to find out how to make a great mint julep. We're also going to visit the Evan Williams Experience, which is a bourbon tasting tour that you can do right here in downtown Louisville. The state of Kentucky has a bourbon trail, and there are a number of great distilleries that you can go out and visit, and they show you how they make their product and give you a tasting. This one is right in the heart of downtown Louisville, and you can just walk there from your hotel, and it's around a lot of other attractions that we talk about in our other show that focused on attractions in Louisville. That's right. And on the Bourbon Trail, you can actually get a passport, which is really fun. And you can get your passport stamped throughout the Bourbon Trail. And when you get it done, you can turn it in and get yourself a free T-shirt. So it's actually an extra added bonus and a lot of fun. Coming up, we're going to stay at the Brown Hotel. We already did 
the derby pie. We already did the hot brown. Now we're going to try a mint julep. And then right after that, we've got an interview with the Evan Williams experience. That and a lot more on today's show. And of course, again, you can check out our hot sheet at travelbrigade.com. And you can check us out on Twitter or Instagram at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. You're going to get a little hungry when you're traveling the globe. Whether it be fine dining, a regional specialty, or a small local street cart, you gotta eat. Next up, you gotta eat. Mmm, good. Welcome back to Traveler Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are here in Louisville, here at the beautiful, historic Brown Hotel, trying all sorts of amazing local dishes. The hot brown we just got done talking about, and now we just got done eating it. Absolutely amazing. They gave us a beautiful card with a recipe, but I don't know how we would ever recreate it. We're just going to have to come here. We've talked a little bit about the derby pie, and of course, we've talked about bourbon, and we're talking about bourbon on this show as well, but one of the things that's very popular is the mint julep particularly around derby time. Yeah, and there's a very specific recipe, and I know that it has to include bourbon since we are in Kentucky. We're talking with George Konecki from the Brown Hotel, and George, mint julep sounds like kind of a highfalutin girly drink, but it's actually not. No, it's not. It's a very potent drink, and it uh, it is sincerely a full shot of bourbon with a little bit of simple syrup and some mint that is where the, where the oils have been wakened and over some crushed ice with a spray of the mint so that when you pick up the drink that you have that sprig of mint you get the, the mint up in your nose and the bourbon that's been infused with a little mint and it has quite a kick so even though it seems like it's a girly drink it certainly isn't but they do love them here we love them too we just started dripping our mint julep here after our with our hot brown it just kind of makes you feel like we're exactly where we are in the south uh, uh, enjoying our hot brown our bourbon and um, wonderful things I guess along with the derby tell us a little bit about the connection with the drink and the derby well, the mint julep is really intended to be a derby time treat and it is it's widely spread throughout this community in the entire area um, and certainly the people are going out there and buying actual mint julep glasses we got specialty glasses that are printed every year for the mint julep and are distributed through various uh, outlets, retail stores. At Churchill Downs, at the uh, Kentucky Derby Museum, they actually do auctions for silver and gold cups uh, with mint juleps in them, uh, earmarked for charities as well. And also uh, on today's show, we're going to be moving on to the Evan Williams experience, talking a little bit more about bourbon and bourbon culture here in Louisville. Thank you so much for sharing that and sharing this beautiful mint julep with us. We're going to have contact information about the Brown Hotel on today's hot sheet. Just go to TravelBrigade.com and we'll have links there. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Well, welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. We are here in Louisville. And, of course, in Kentucky, one of the things you have to do is hit the bourbon, drink the bourbon. And we are here at the Evan Williams Bourbon Experience and learning everything there is to know about distilling bourbon. If you're drinking bourbon, there's a 95% chance it was made in Kentucky. It doesn't have to be made in Kentucky, but that's probably the best bourbon you're going to get, and they're the ones that are putting it out. This Evan Williams Bourbon Experience is part of the whole Kentucky bourbon trail that you can do. There are many different distilleries that you can visit, but what's really nice about this one, it is right in downtown Louisville. Here to tell us more about 
about it is George Harrison. And George, tell us a little bit about you guys were kind of the first to come back to the downtown area here in Louisville. Yes, we were the uh, first to come back here to downtown Louisville. There are going to be more stories that are going to be locating here to downtown Louisville. One of the reasons that we came here is because downtown Louisville Main Street used to be called Whiskey Row. And the reason for that is because there were a myriad of whiskey and distillery businesses that were located downtown on Main Street in Louisville. And so we were the first to come back here uh, to be involved in the business again. So when you're here, uh, when you come in for the experience, you can book a tour, do a little bit of tasting, which of course you're here, you want to do some tasting, but kind of walk us through some of the elements of the tour. Well, it's really a historical tour when you think about it. We start out with our uh, meeting. Uh, it's a town hall meeting where you see Evan Williams, um, our namesake for our brand, uh, being uh, elected to position of wharf master in the town of Louisville, um, which was a huge position for the town. That's how the town made their income was by charging the boats that stopped here and transporting their goods around the falls of the Ohio. And so um, it's kind of a historical lesson. You'll see some of that. Um, you'll see what... Evan Williams' old distillery actually looked like. Um, we recreated that here on our premises. Um, you'll also see how we do the distilling process today, as well as our artisanal distillery located on our site here. Um, there's some other historical things that you'll see. You'll learn a little bit about Prohibition. You'll learn about the Shapira family and the Shapira brothers that started Heaven Hill Distilleries um, back right after Prohibition was ended. And so um, you'll learn a lot about the history of Louisville and the history of Wisconsin and bourbon in this area. Now that's a good question for a novice drinker because I think there are a lot of people who get bourbon and whiskey confused. Tell us what the difference is. Well, the thing to remember is that all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. And there are rules for when you can call your whiskey bourbon. Um, some of those rules uh, would include things like you can you your bourbon has to age in a new charred white oak barrel. If you don't age your bourbon in a new charred white oak barrel, you can't call it bourbon. It may be whiskey, but you can't call it bourbon. Um, another rule is that the main ingredient in your recipe has to be corn. At least 51% of your recipe has to be corn or it can't be called bourbon. It might be whiskey, but it can't be called bourbon. Um, so there are a number of rules like that um, that really are the law for why bourbon is called bourbon. Um, in the early 60s, it was declared the American spirit. And so because of that, there are rules associated with when you can call your whiskey bourbon. I enjoyed the tasting experience, not just because we got to taste some bourbons, but because it was really educational and really learned something about what to look for in a bourbon and how different types of bourbons are made. And what do people typically, what's kind of their big aha moment? You get a lot of people coming through here. What do they say? Oh, wow, I never knew that before about bourbon tasting. The way I try to describe bourbon tasting is I try to get people comfortable with tasting the bourbon because you can get sort of intimidated a lot of times um, because you don't know what, what am I supposed to be tasting. And so when you tell people that what you taste is what you taste because that's your own experience, people get comfortable. And to me, that's kind of an aha moment for them. They can kind of go, oh, I taste something that tastes warm. Well, you know what? That's good. And that's right. There's nothing wrong about saying that it tastes warm. That's actually one of the properties you're going to get out of it because of the rye component um, that is in the recipe. So that's okay. People will get the aroma sometimes and they'll go, wow, um, I had a person the other day who said, boy, I smell butterscotch. And it's like, yeah, that's right. 
you know, you're going to get that kind of sweet aroma. So uh, people will get, there's a lot of different aha moments. I wouldn't describe it as just one. There are a lot of different ones where people, once they feel comfortable with what they're smelling and the taste that they have, then they kind of go, aha, that's really interesting. And that's what they like. Now, you had mentioned before, and we've noticed here, that this is one of the stops on the on the bourbon trail that you can do here in Kentucky. Of course, Kentucky is the bourbon capital of this country. Tell us just a little bit about what the bourbon trail is and, and what people can expect, maybe kind of following that around. Well, the bourbon trail is uh, nine distilleries, although there are many, many more distilleries in Kentucky, uh, but there are nine distilleries that are on the bourbon trail. And there's a couple of directions you can go out of Louisville to get on the bourbon trail. You can go south down to the Bardstown area which actually, uh, Bardstown is the location of the Bourbon Festival here in Kentucky every September. Um, so that's a place that people might want to go. But there are a number of distilleries down in that area. Heaven Hill Distilleries is located down in that area, as well as Maker's Mark and some others. And then you can go east. And east you'll find uh, Lebro and Graham, which is Woodford Reserve. Uh, most people recognize that, which is Brown Foreman Company. You'll see Buffalo Trace is out to the east as well and Four Roses. So there are um, a number of these different distilleries that are around and you can go on tours of them and as you go on tours of them you can get uh, what's called a passport and as you do your tours you can get that passport stamp it doesn't expire so you can get your passport stamped at any time and then once you get it done um, you can go to the website online it's the Louisville Convention and Visitors Bureau or if you're in Louisville when you finish up you can go to their offices and you get a t-shirt to show that you finished and completed the bourbon trail so let me get this straight it encourages you to drink a lot when you drink a lot take a lot, you get a shirt. I mean, I, I don't know how that, that sounds any better than that. It's a perfect way to do it. One last question before we go. Favorite drink and how you like it? I love Elijah Craig, and Elijah Craig, I like to drink with just a little bit of ice in it. It's, uh, as I said in the tasting, Elijah Craig is the nectar of the gods. It's really delicious. Perfect. We will have contact information on our hot sheet for today's show. You can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. We will have information and a link where you can join your own tour here at the Evan Williams Experience. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. They don't always agree, but they always seem to have their reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade. We have had a great time eating our way through Louisville. Again, if you want to know about things to do in Louisville, check out our Top Activities in Louisville episode, where we tell you about things like the Louisville Slugger Museum, the Kentucky Derby Museum, a lot of fun places like that. But for right now, it's time to pick our three favorites from this episode. As always, she said goes first. Well, how can you not love the mint juleps? They are wonderful. You learn all about them. You kind of go to the derby and you have to have one of your silver cups. So you have to have a mint julep while you're here. My number three was the biscuits at Wagner's. Again, it's a little pharmacy on the backside of Churchill Downs. Doesn't look like much from the outside, but you go in, it's got a great atmosphere and terrific biscuits. I can't decide whether I like this more, the actual hotel at the Browns Hotel or eating the hot brown at the Browns Hotel. Either way, it's a win-win. It's a wonderful place, beautiful hotel. As much as I had this kind of preconceived notion about what a hot brown was, kind of an open-faced turkey sandwich, I was 
wrong. It was absolutely amazing. The bechamel sauce on top, the cheese, the turkey, the toast points, all amazing. Something you have to put on your bucket list and come and try. My number two was the Derby pie. That's, as you heard earlier, that's a specially made pie. It's kind of a it's kind of a cross between a chocolate pie and a pecan pie. It's got a unique taste all its own, and I really enjoyed it. Okay, well, my number one, sometimes I have a feeling just this time, and I don't feel this way that often, but our number one might be the same. I'll say mine when you say yours. Ready? Okay, we will. We'll say it together. Three, two, one. The, the bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> You cannot be in Louisville without trying the bourbon, being around the bourbon, tasting the bourbon, whether it's in something like a mint julep, taking, learning about the bourbon, whether it's a sauce on a bread pudding, whatever it is, you got some bourbon, either on the side or in it or whatever. It's still just a really fun culture here in Louisville. Yeah, it's hard to think of a product more associated with a state than Kentucky and bourbon. I mean, you don't hear people call it Kentucky bourbon. You don't hear people say, you know, Florida bourbon, Texas bourbon. No, it's Kentucky bourbon. And when you're here, um, there's some great opportunities to learn about it and try it. That's right. Again, I hope this episode kept your mouth watering and you wanting to come here to Louisville to not only try the food and the bourbon, but all the fun things that you can do while you're here. All that stuff will be in our hot sheet for today's show. You can check that out at travelbrigade.com. Once again, there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, join us next week. See you next week and enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.